It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, the one and only, and thank God for that, Rob Carson. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, for those of you who've, uh, you know, maybe been through uh, what I go through, uh, vacation, honestly, has been a, uh, a rare thing. I've not been on a vacation officially for eight years. Um, do I feel like a victim? No, no, you know, these things happen. These things happen. I would like to be able to say, yeah, I spent a week off in Bermuda, but geez, unreal. No, no, I haven't gone to Bermuda. I haven't done anything. I have done some fun stuff. I've gone like a little trips to Disney World on the radio, uh, and yeah, you know, Jamaica for a couple of days. And, and I'm not complaining, but I have not had a vacation in eight years. Is that a big deal? I, I don't think so. I, uh, would I like to have a vacation for seven days? You know, I got to tell you, not really. <laughs> I want to share very shortly. I'm very disappointed in the Salvation Army. Of all the headlines I had this weekend, guys, and I've got plenty of stuff I want to get to, and I know you want to get to a lot of stuff today. But one of the soul-crushing headlines of the weekend was the Salvation Army basically embracing CRT. That the Salvation Army had two internal documents. A guidebook entitled, Let's Talk About Racism, and another one called about called the Study Guide on Racism. National Review reported that this organization, which I consider sacrosanct, featured a guidebook called Let's Talk About Racism. The organization calls Christians to reflect on and rectify their contributions to the societal, uh, so social equity, inequities and prejudicial systems that have harmed minorities, citing its original international position statement on racism the organization writes that it is it acknowledges with regret that salvationists have sometimes been shared in the sins of racism and conformed to economic organizational and social press, press, uh, pressures that perpetuate racism now let me just simplify that because it may sound a little bit uh, convoluted a little bit rich with uh, verbosity it says the Salvation Army embraces critical race theory um, I don't know if this is true uh, what I have read about it is that the Salvation Army was leaning in this direction and if this is the case and I'm just going to say guys of all of the heartbreaking headlines I could possibly imagine going into the holiday season, that the Salvation Army, the organization that I have been involved with for 30 years, and before that another 10 years with my mother, which means 40 years of my life, which is, I mean, like four-fifths of my life, that the Salvation Army is embracing critical race theory and making white people 
feel terrible. And I don't want to make that, I, I hate to make this about race, but to know that the Salvation Army is moving in this direction was so crushing. And I held this with me, guys. I held this with me since Friday, and it hurts me. And this is an organization I've spent so much work on. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on this before I give up believing in the Salvation Army. Steve is on the line. Hello, Steve. Welcome to hey, the Rob Carson hey, Rob, Show. Uh, man, it, it hurts my heart to hear that. I didn't know that. Funny, I'm, I'm so pissed about this. Guy. You know, uh, much better than the Goodwill. Goodwill's a for-profit organization. Yes. And Salvation Army's always where I've gone to, to help donate, along with local food banks and stuff like that. But uh, yes, sir, yes. I guess my point is that you're right. If uh, You know, these people that, that, that embrace CRT... They're not going to donate to the Salvation Army because the Salvation Army agrees with them. They're, I mean, you look at the typical Democrat, that very little of their salary ever goes to, uh, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations unless it's uh, some political one or whatever. But yeah, it hurts my heart. I agree with you. I will join with you in a boycott. Steve, Steve, hold on, hold on. I've known many, uh, local organizers of the Salvation Army. They never have, they don't make any money. They've always been incredibly positive. This to me reminds me of what the Catholic Church does. They embrace leftist dogma and it excludes the rest of us. And if the Salvation Army is going to do this, honestly, this, this is as heartbreaking as the Catholic Church doing this. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll never get another donation from me if this is true. Never. We've got to get this figured out, bro. Uh, because I'm telling you, unless they figure this out, unless they tell me they don't embrace CRT, I am not going to. I will find another organization, and it hurts me. It hurts me because I have spent 30 years supporting the Salvation Army in every way, shape, and form, clothing drives, food drives, and that they would do this and say that white donors need to be feel guilty. Honestly, uh, I got to tell you, Steve, I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm never, I'm never gonna be, be feel guilty. And I'm hoping that you're reaching out to the uh, management and the uh, upper echelon of the Salvation Army and and put those views forward because I can tell they're in your heart. Steve, thanks for the call, bro. We've got uh, uh, Paul in, in Randallstown. Hello, uh, Paul. Your thoughts on this? Hey, uh, first of all, I really appreciate you, Rob, and for your enthusiasm and and how you get into matters, and I really appreciate you. I listen to you every day. Uh, Rob, I, I think you need to check out the website, uh, Salvation Army website. They clearly spell out uh, what their position is on racism, and I want you to I want to read um, the last... They had, it was an internet, Salvation International organization that published um, some kind of brochure on let's talk about racism. And that is what has raised this question of they supporting the CRT. Um, if you go to their webpage, you can read more fully what their statement is. But just one sentence out of it is towards the bottom. Consequently, for both reasons, the International Social Justice Commission has now withdrawn the Guide for Appropriate Review. 
I had reached out to a very good friend of mine who was an officer in the Salvation Army and asked, hey, what do you know about this? And he said, um, he states about their, their position is about um, our mission to preach the gospel. Uh, Paul, our mission are, is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and meet human needs in, yes, human needs I, in his I, I, And that's what I followed for my entire involvement with the Salvation Army. So you are saying that they are rebuking this. Why did they embrace it in the first place? A study guide that was published by the International Salvation Army. And they said that this has raised a lot of questions, and they are removing that uh, guide from for appropriate review. Because people have taken that in the wrong way. Paul, did they take it in the wrong way? Or was yeah, it just I mean, exposed? People who read it took it in the wrong way. Was it the uh, wrong way, Paul? Or was it the right way and people are saying BS? Well, unless they say critical race theory, in, unless they said, you know, in critical race theory, we support that. I don't see that that's what they're saying. Well, Paul, I hope you realize that I'm I'm a Catholic, uh, not a strong Catholic, but but when I heard this with regard to one of the most uh, sacred charities I could imagine, this really wrecked me. What are your well, thoughts when you heard this, Paul? I want you to be unwrecked. Let me read the second paragraph from their statement. I need this, Paul. Otherwise, I'm going to be done with them. Go. And you probably should go and read this full statement on their website yourself. But although we remain serving everyone in need, regardless of their beliefs, backgrounds, or lifestyles, some individuals and groups have recently attempted to mislabel our organization to serve their own agendas. They have claimed that we believe our donors should apologize for their skin color, that the Salvation Army believes... America is an inherently racist society, and that we have abandoned our Christian faith faith for one ideology or another. Those claims are simply false, and they distort the very goal of our work. Then why did this story exist? Liars, liars, pants on fire. Really? That's why. Yeah. You, you, you know, you know Satan is out there attacking the truth. You know I, Satan is out there attacking Christianity. And he's attacking every aspect of Christianity that he possibly can. He's distorting what, what this, apparently what this uh, article said. Um, I haven't read it myself. I'm just, I'm just following up to see because it upsets me too. I was a bell ringer. In fact, my brothers were bell ringers and played in Salvation Army Band. I, I support Salvation Army strongly myself. And so to find out that, hey, if they're doing that, that's why I reached out to my very good friend who's an officer say, hey, what's up with that? Paul, do me, do me a favor. I want someone from the organization to get in touch with me because I know that they have uh, quoted a guide called Let's Talk About Racism and the Study Guide on Racism. The National Review reported on this. Now they are rebuking this. Our dollar is going down. Your dollar is buying less. One thing that you can always depend on is precious metals, silver and gold. And if you are considering investing in those, American Hartford Gold is the company that I would suggest. They sell physical silver and gold. 
delivered right to your door or inside of your IRA. They make it easy, by the way. Highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call them right now. They'll give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on the first order. Yeah. Here is the number. 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. Or text Rob, R-O-B, my name, to 65532. Remember that. Rob to 65532 for American Hartford Gold. 65532. Unless I get a response from the Salvation Army, I need to know their thoughts. If they are embracing critical race theory, if they are saying that white people are guilty for something, I need to know this. Unless they convince me otherwise, then I will tell you I'm done with the organization. Interesting, by the way, when I originally signed on the air uh, as a talk show host with regard to Joe Biden's presidency, I said, welcome back, Carter. <laughs> and now listen, <clears throat> for those of you who are uh, boomers, you may recognize uh, the Jimmer, Jimmy Carter uh, similarities between this president and the last, uh, and, and the president, I should say. So you look at Jimmy Carter, and you look at now, and you go, oh, my God, this is Jimmy Carter again. Now, I was a kid. I was a child. And uh, literally, I think when he left office, I was in junior high. And I said, uh, you know, I looked at uh, some of the things with regard to that administration, including 20% interest rates, an oil embargo that was unnecessary. Necessary, and I went. Oh wow! And literally, as a as, you know, eleven to twelve year old kid, I said, "What a joke! What a joke!" And he was the worst president in the history of mankind until now. By the way, until now. By the way, so now we have a new theme song called "Welcome Back, Carter." With regard to Joe Biden, enjoy. Welcome back to Jimmy Carter 2.0. Welcome back. Sailor. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. Well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. <laughs> Joe's killing off the nation. Killing off the nation. Hello to stagflation. Hello to stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot, cause brain cells he ain't got. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, 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 Hello. it costs an arm to fill your car, welcome back, your paycheck's the same and it don't go far, Joe pulled all our troops from Afghanistan, Everything is screwed up, I guess that's his plan. He's an Obama puppet. Yes. Obama puppet. Don't tell him to stop Tell it. him to stop it. The worst in history, that's why we can't FJB. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's move on here. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson is a, a terrific reporter. She is a terrific website and... Uh, 
she uh, did a report on um, this. This, and I talked about this months ago about this uh, small Colorado town that uh, there was a murder suicide. A husband shot his wife and killed himself, and the, both of their deaths were attributed to COVID. Well, guess what? That hasn't changed. That hasn't changed, and it's become much bigger. It's become much bigger. Kristen Riley died of a gunshot wound to her head last year. Colorado officials actually list her cause of her death as COVID-19. Lucas Riley, uh, the father, uh, killed himself. They're still saying it's COVID. Coroner Brenda Bach in Grand County is where those deaths happened. Here is uh, Cheryl Atkinson. A bunch of, I got a bunch of sound bites from this report. Here's number one. Grand County, Colorado. Rural country 100 miles outside of Denver. Thanksgiving 2020, Lucas Riley shoots his wife Kristen in the head, then turns the gun on himself, committing suicide. They have alcohol and drugs in their system and a history of domestic troubles. Hi. Grand County Coroner Brenda Bach explains how the small town tragedy is exposing serious questions about the way COVID deaths are counted. I had a homicide, suicide, the end of November. And the very next day it showed up on the state website as COVID deaths. I wonder why that, why is that? Why is that? Why would somebody do that? Maybe to inflate some numbers? And they were gunshot wounds. And I questioned that immediately um, because I had not even signed off the death certificates yet. Wow. Um, and the state was already reporting them as COVID deaths. My wife has a good friend at work and her father died in a nursing home of natural causes. He had Alzheimer's. They attributed on his death certificate to COVID-19. He had never been tested. Here's some more from this report, this brilliant report from Cheryl Atkinson. Buck says somebody somewhere had apparently run the couple's names through a database showing they'd tested positive for COVID within 28 days of their death, then recorded them as COVID deaths, even though they died of gunshots. If we look at the death certificates for the murder-suicide case, what will it say about COVID? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I paid a forensic pathologist to do the autopsies on those two cases, and nowhere is COVID mentioned on those death certificates. When COVID first started, a couple months in, I was working at a car dealership, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, something I had to do to pay the bills. And I, I spoke to an administrator at a, at a hospital, nearby hospital, where I had gone by and driven by the emergency room just to, just to take some video to see if there's, a, you know, the lines of people to get in because of COVID and all that stuff. Uh, nobody there. And I said, well, how's the COVID crisis? She goes, what crisis? She goes, what crisis? Uh, here's uh, Atkinson. Um, apparently there was a, there was a, it was a typo, typo uh, with regard to COVID put on death certificates. Because there had been no COVID deaths within the geographic boundaries of Grand County in 2020, yeah, Bach was in a unique position to challenge the state's accounting. In many cities and counties, the numbers are too big and the coroners would never know about discrepancies. Yep. Within a week of the murder-suicide, two more Grand This is called a microcosm. County deaths popped up on the state's COVID count. Bach- if you're a Democrat, you probably think that's uh, sexual. Yeah, so, yeah, I had a microcosm. Investigated and found out why she had no record of them. Um, but two of them were actually still alive and yet they were... Yeah, they actually attributed COVID deaths to two people who were alive. Counting them, had I not... <laughs> Called them on it and ask them 
who those were, oh. where were they from, all the information about it. And it's like, oh, well, that was a typo. They just got put in their body. Yeah, yeah, but this is just a small town in the coroner, you know. Honestly, seriously, there aren't other coroners involved. Oh, yeah, there are. It wasn't just happening in Grand County. Heads out here, feet are here. Dr. James Caruso is chief medical examiner and coroner for Denver. We remove the organs, we weigh them. I was um, told by some of my fellow coroners in, in the more rural counties in Colorado uh, that it was happening to them, that they knew of. Uh, if the Wizard of Oz were filmed today, the Wicked Witch of the East, when they bring the coroner out, he'd say, yeah, it's uh, not a house dropped on her. It's, uh, it was COVID. Uh, issues where uh, they had signed out a death certificate with perhaps trauma. I know you're thinking of the song. Trauma involved, and they were being advised that it was being counted as a, a COVID-related death. When it comes to counting coronavirus deaths. Tell me what the story was of what you discovered early on, what was happening. Well, I think early on, um, the people signing the death certificates probably were doing it accurately, but at some level, maybe the state level, maybe the federal level, uh, there's a possibility that they were cross-referencing COVID tests mm -hmm. and that people who tested positive for COVID were listed as a COVID-related death, regardless of their true cause of death. And the previous CDC director, Robert Redfield, under Donald Trump, said that local authorities, municipalities, have a perverse incentive to diagnose COVID and put COVID on the death certificate. And that uh, perverse incentive would be lots and lots of money. Oh, yeah, the governor of Colorado is not doing a D-word for Richard about it. But months later, with a murder-suicide, there were still questions. Of COVID presumably means the death is thought to have been caused directly by COVID. Directly. Mm -hmm. And with COVID means? You had other underlying conditions. Okay. Yeah, like a bullet wound to the head. So the murder-suicide should not have been counted under either of those categories. Right, and that's what I complained about. And then when I did talk to the governor, he told me he didn't believe it was right, but... We'll take the money anyway. He wasn't going to have them remove it from the count. Boy, my boy, I tell you what, we are being uh, played in so many ways. Oh, yeah, uh, Cheryl Atkinson revealed that other states are doing this, too. Because all the other states were doing it that way, so we were going to yeah. also. Yeah. Colorado Governor Jared Polis declined our interview request. A spokesman said the governor agrees with Grand County Coroner Bach and was outraged that a murder-suicide is recorded as COVID-related. Yeah. In an effort to be abundantly clear, the governor adds, the state website explains that some numbers combine deaths that were a direct result of COVID and deaths that occurred when the individual had COVID-19. During our visit to Colorado... The By the way, in countries like Denmark, they test uh, glasses of Coca-Cola and they test positive for COVID. They test oranges and they test positive for COVID. State's total COVID related death tab about 50 percent of the people who go into hospitals in america with uh, things like uh, twisted ankles they uh, they get a covid test and about 50 percent of them show up positive and they're treated for covid and the hospital gets a lot of cha-ching was 13,845. separating out the deaths not directly caused by covid cuts that number by about half with the rest dying among or with COVID, not because of... Kind of blows the whole 600,000 people nationally dying of COVID thing, don't it? 
Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Here's Cheryl Atkinson talking about inflated numbers. And where is Dr. Deborah Burks gone? The obvious implications are huge. If such a significant number of Colorado's COVID deaths weren't directly caused by COVID or even related at all in some cases, and if that bears out in other states, it means the national totals we've heard since the start of the pandemic could be largely misleading. And it's kind of strange that three to 400,000 people apparently died under Trump's administration. But, uh, you know, not a lot being said about all the people dying during the, uh, in the Biden administration. So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. And I think... The same time Colorado's coroners were challenging the death count, Dr. Deborah Burks of the White House Coronavirus Task Force was being asked about the same thing. Yeah. The intent is right now that those if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. Well, I guess they just kind of admitted it then, didn't she? Yeah, she just kind of admitted it. So you're being played. The death numbers are absolutely inflated. The fear porn merchants are winning. They shut down the dang country for uh, over a year. They made millions of people suffer. They're making your kid wear an idiotic mask that is causing he or she or it or whatever the hell you want to call it to breathe their own carbon dioxide all day long. You're being played. Some of the eyebrow-raising examples of deaths attributed to COVID include fatalities after traffic accidents, three Colorado nursing home deaths, even though the attending physicians said they weren't related to coronavirus, and a case in Nashville, Tennessee. In August 2020, Hal Short's wife was... This is like the whole voter fraud thing. It's not happening. There, There's no voter fraud out there. And it's it, that sort of stuff is misinformation and disinformation. Don to see COVID-19 named as the cause on her husband's death certificate yeah. after he died of an aggressive cancer. He tested negative. Wow, so nice the government could take your loved one's death away from them. For coronavirus three times. Only after the family complained was COVID-19 removed, a clerical error blamed. <laughs> it's a clerical error. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Here is uh, Cheryl Atkinson talking about uh, Fauci inflating numbers. Government experts like Dr. Anthony Fauci claim without evidence there are likely far more COVID deaths than documented, not yeah. fewer. Yeah. That the number is likely higher. I, I don't know exactly what percent's higher. God, will you just go back to the hollow tree and make cookies? But almost certainly it's higher. Adding to the confusion, widely cited sources from the New York Times to the Johns Hopkins coronavirus dashboard compile and report different numbers. Johns Hopkins notes that states are not consistent and may even retroactively change the numbers they report. Isn't that interesting? There's a drug that could make the COVID vaccine obsolete, but the mainstream media is ignoring it. It's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you for joining me in the meantime, and please share with others. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you want all the digital platforms where it's available. And of course, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can go there or just the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson, write a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless our soldiers, both living and past Gold Star families police and all first responders and you and you thank you very much and until tomorrow don't catch the stupid thanks for listening to the newsmax daily with rob carson check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com, or watch free on youtube roku apple pluto zumo amazon fire and your smart tv newsmax america's fastest growing cable news channel check NewsmaxTV.com for details